What's up, y'all? Live and direct. Villanova Radio, Nova Nation. Always excited to do these podcasts, man. I love sports, so, you know, all into it. I'm a Nova nut, you know. Basketball season is coming. Yes. Now, all right. We got the rankings. We got what people think Villanova should be at, but we all know not to underestimate Jay Rice teams. Now, what is different from this team, the dynamic of this team is this. All right. Let's just keep it 1,000. We know the experience is gone from Villanova. We understand that. You know, the Nova Nation does. But for people that hear and listen to a little bit of this and that, just recognize this. This is a 50-50 chance of winning the championship. It's not 60-40 where the majority know. Jay Wright's still going to be a great coach. We know he gets the best out of his players. All right? But you want to ask what this team does have that the championship teams have is this. You have two pit bulls as seniors or as the upperclassmen. Last year was Jalen Brunson and Michael Bridges. Phil Booth is no slouch. We all question his health, but we know he's not no slouch. Phil Booth won one of our national championships. Anybody remember that? He was the Dante DiVincenzo of the first national championship. And he's never quite like, you know, we know what he can do. We know he can shoot from the outside. Okay, some people, I guess, want to go between percentages, whatever. Injury, whatever. But when he comes back, he doesn't demand the ball. Phil Booth always can sit on the bench and be that guy that comes off the bench, and he's always played that role. Now he is the guy. That's why I say it's always 50-50. I say 15 points a game. Let me – I've been thinking about this week in and week out. That's how you know I'm a real person because this ain't just – you just don't sit on some things. And I've always said 20 points, 15, 13. He can get any one of them. It just depends on what role – He's there for what role he takes. But the role he has is the second guy, the second or can, can be the first guy. We always say Pascal, but Booth can be the number one scorer on this team. He's not no guy that's the second. He can be a 20-point-a-game guy, and Pascal's hitting 16 or 17. And also, let's talk about Cremo. As much as I love and know this guy's deadly, Jay Wright might not use him like that. We all know Dante DiVincenzo can score 25 a game, but what did he score? How many times did he get the ball? Cremo was got, he was a hot commodity once DiVincenzo declared. Then it was Sadiq Bay and Cremo time. You dig like, that's what happened. They was going for Reed Travis too. All this was coming together. Okay. Now, two out of three. Okay. Got Cremo, got Bay, didn't get Travis. Either one of these guys, all three, somebody's going to be the leading scorer. And we're talking about between 18 and 20, that can happen. The leading scorer is going to get that. The second guy can also get 18. It just depends on how that works. Because if Booth and Cremo, they might spread the ball around. They might not just take it and just go with it. You know, those type of guys can shoot, but then you got Quinterly too. Jay Wright might use all shooters, spread them out, Cole Swider, Gillespie. He might just let one guy be that guy that just remotely just gets that one big green light. And then everybody else is spread them around, you know. And you could be Booth and it could be Pascal. Now, I still think the second leading scorer is going to score no less than 16 points a game for Villanova. No less. 
So whoever that is, if it's Pascal, if it's Cremo, the crazy part is Pascal going to be one or two. He's just too gifted. And he's, you know I mean? he's just too gifted. He was the guy who's been there. He's the most talented guy out of three. So Pascal is going to be either one or two. I don't see no three. That, that means the third guy going to score at least 13 points a game for Villanova. Going to score at, at the most 13 points a game. So I think it's either going to be Cremo or Booth, one or the other, or then you got Booth or Pascal be one. If then you got if Pascal is two, then Cremo is going to be three. I just think that's how it's going to go. If Booth is the number one scorer, Pascal is going to be two. No, I don't think Cremo because now when you got Pascal being that guy, if you got Pascal, Pascal is going to get the ball more than somebody. It's either going to be Cremo or Booth because he's just that guy. You see the tournament? He's just that guy. So he's going to be one or two. So either way, it's going to be good for Nova. Either way. And the big thing that has to happen, everybody's, you know, I, what I'm saying about, I've heard these him playing the three. Cremo, that is. I heard about this Joe Cremo playing the three thing. I've heard this. And it's not bad to say that. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's not crazy to say that. When you talk about Cremo, <coughs> ooh, excuse me, no nation. When you talk about Cremo, he's six six. He can play both. He can play the three, the two. He can even play some one because, as you can see, the assist the game. Hey, so Cremo can play. He can do that, but not saying that can't happen. But do you know how much that takes away from the bench? You put all the pressure on Cole Swider, a freshman and a sophomore, when you can have a senior on the bench. Or you can have that. None of those guys, Cole Swider and Gillespie, is ready to score like Cremo. 17.8, you put them on the, like, that's the same thing with Dante DiVincenzo. Just think if they would have put DiVincenzo at three. Just starting at the three. Why? I mean, because these guys are going to be bigger at the three, you know. This guy's going to be bigger at the three. But at the same time, 6'6 six, six is cool. 6'6 six, six is cool, but why take him out of position and take from the bench? Just like DiVincenzo was 6'5", got the vertical to go up to a 6'10". I mean, it don't mean that he can defend. He's athletic, you know, speedy. But now you take him away. Now tell me who you got on the bench. Just tell me who you got. Look at that team. Who do you have? Then you then you take away from – then you take Pascal away from his – uh, away from the four, starting at the four, and you take Bridges away from his position. That's two people. In this instance, it could be a little bit more believable because you're not really taking nobody but saying, hey, Samuels is going to back you up, and you're putting Slater away from his position. Now you're putting the, now Samuels gets to be the bench guy. There's no experience on the bench. We need Cremo on the bench. And I, I think Jay Wright saw how important DiVincenzo being as good as he was, being that second leader on the bench. You need two leaders to come on and off the bench. I mean, when we had Villanova come for the first championship, all those guys had grown together. Archie Diacono. That was really the first match. That was the real magic. Because then you saw how good these guys were. You saw how great of a coach Jay Wright was. I mean, that's what you saw. That You saw what Villanova really was with that team. I mean, Brunson came in as a freshman. Archie Diacono. O'Sheffield. They all came in. And Jay Wright had to coach these guys. And then you still had Phil Booth on the bench. Nobody in the, 
You didn't think that Jay Wright could recruit. This is when recruiting really got recognized. You had Phil Booth, Josh Hart, Michael Bridges, and Jalen Brunson. All, you know what I mean? Um, three of those guys are gone. They drafted. They're drafted. Josh Hart, Chris Jenkins didn't get drafted, but a, a, a damn good college player. One of my favorites. You know, had a uh, disappointing senior season. But Chris Jenkins is a Villanova legend. <laughs> this is it. All right. Now, look at this team. You got Cremo off the bench, which is what last year's team had. They had a lot of people. I mean, you know, Villanova had Phil Booth. They had some good players off the bench. People just didn't know that these guys were good. They just threw them under the bus. Now, Phil Booth is starting for this team. We got Cremo off the bench, which is kind of sort of like having uh, DiVincenzo because of how he is, how he can play. Now, you come through and you have Eric Pascal. Now, he's already getting that first-round talk um, hype just like Bridges got the year before. Uh, you know, everything jumped off. And Pascal could easily go up and be a lottery pick. Pascal could really be exciting this year. He's he's dynamic in ways people don't even understand. He just never got that green light. Now, Pascal's going to get a chance to be Pascal. He's another guy that lost weight like Afari Spellman did. They condition people over there. They, I mean, they condition them. They throw them in a room, and they come out different people. <laughs> <laughs> like, really look different, everything smarter. Villanova just has that machine. And Pascal's another guy who I, everybody talks about Big East Players of the Year. I think Pascal easily takes it. And I think Cremo could take it. And I think Booth could take it. I think it's three guys that this is what people are sleeping on. It's three guys that people are sleeping on, all three of them. Cremo, I guess because he came from Albany, the guy can shoot anywhere, from anywhere. Like, he's deadly. He's going to be something. If he gets, uh, that's why I say that you can have two guys score 18 points a game and cream on Pascal. And then you got, I think they're realistic. If I, if I had to be realistic and really say, okay, what I think can really happen. And at the highest point is that both of them, both Pascal and Cremo score 18 a game. And you see 15 a game from Phil Booth or 16 a game. And people say, well, that's a lot. Listen, Booth is a beast. Like, Seriously, but at the same time, I don't see 15 to 16, even though I know that Booth can do it because of how Jay Wright plays basketball. He's going to have two. If two guys are getting off, he's not going to mess up his rotation and then have one guy crowd. It's just too, he's crowding the ball too much to score 16. That means somebody's hogging. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if the third guy scored 10 points a game and you had seven over here and eight over here because Cole Swatter can easily score seven, eight points a game. So can Slater. He can get six to seven himself a game. And then you got Dylan Painter who can get six to seven points a game, you know. And then we, we, we're we not talking about uh, – I'm just talking about the bench. Just talking about just clearly the bench. Gillespie can get about five or six points a game. You're talking about all these guys off the bench, you know, and then you got Cremo hitting 18 a game. And you can possibly have a booth hitting 10 a game while them two guys is getting off and they playing elite defense. You know, well, I'm not talking about what I think Dada I can do. I think he can easily be 11 points a game. I think this year it's 11 a game and eight rebounds for Dada. I think that'll happen. Jermaine Samuels, I think he scores 13 a game. I just don't think that people understand how good this guy is. 13 points a game for him. I think the same thing will happen for Quinterly, 12, 13 points a game. I think that'll be Villanova. And then, and like I said, at, if you want me to give you a judgment of, of the, the three, the big three, I think 18, 18 for whoever. And the, and the second guy score, um, 
probably 10 or I say 13 a game. I just don't see Booth. Like, Booth is going to be bigger. Where is he going to be at? But just because somebody scores 10 points a game with Villanova don't mean they're, they're not good. It means they're not getting the ball as much as everybody else. They're not getting plays. That's all it is. Booth has been a good scorer. He's been a good player in college basketball. And he's done what he's supposed to do. He's two-time champion. He's an MVP of one of them. Like, he needs his respect. If the thing is that who gets that amount of ball? Like, I told you the averages are scoring. Like, I don't even think uh, Gillespie and Davi, I, I don't know, how, the, the way they play, and then you had Samuels, and then you had uh, Delaney, people weren't spreading the ball around enough to, to, for you to see a seven-point-a-game score, a six-point-a-game score, a five-point-a-game. Jay Wright relied on a certain amount. And then he called on other guys. That 2017 recruiting class did his job with Gillespie and Dada. Giving you something off the bench to go with Dante DiVincenzo. And then, bam, that's three guys off the bench. Do you know how happy and you know how great a college basketball team having an eight-deep team is real good? This year, if you look at this team, it is 10 deep. Painter's not proven to you. Um... He's not proven to you, you know, uh, to to the Nova Nation. You know, Dylan Painter. It's not proven to Nova Nation, but you've seen this guy play. You would know what I'm talking about. If you know this guy's a four star, he's not no joke. He's in one of the Jordan Brand regional game. Like this guy is six ten and can shoot. Same thing I said about Spellman. So a lot of people was more hype on him. You saw the five-star people just forgot about Painter. They talk about this in the freshman season. Painter to get thrown into the wolves for you to say that he got the ball this many times and this and that in the fourth. Just like Jermaine Samuels. They didn't get thrown to the wolves to, to get this many minutes and go out there and prove yourself. No. So you're not judging them right at all. Judging what Nova recruited them for. That's what you do. Dylan Painter, Jermaine Samuels, Javon Quinterly are going to contribute this year. They're going to be weapons. And this is where Nova becomes can become great eight final four. That's where they go. They can lose in a great eight. You know, uh, this team can lose in the first round. Inexperienced, this and that in the fourth. And, you know, things can happen. But I don't see this team. You look at many teams, they haven't been this talented and, and been inexperienced in this talented. Inexperienced in this talented? No, they haven't been like that. You can easily be like, you know, not that talented, okay, and be inexperienced, and that's a problem. But they know people in the nation know they're just waiting for it to crack so all the writers can start writing about how good Villanova is. They don't want to make that gamble. Okay, uh, we gonna they lost some guys, so we ain't gonna bet on how talented they they uh they are or could be. Uh, you know, Villanova's talented. It's not all riding on freshmen. The Dada in the championship. Played in the championship. Okay, Gillespie off the bench, championship. Cremo is a senior off the bench. Okay, Quinley's a five star. Phil Booth is a national champion MVP, two time national champion. Pascal, national champion. Jermaine Samuels, you know, he got hurt. High four star, top 100 player, top 50 player in his 2017 class. Got him from Duke. Okay, people are going to have to start recognizing how good Cole Swider, anybody, high four-star, one of the best in a great, real good recruiting class, him and Slater. We're talking about high four-stars. on the. You got high four-stars on the bench right now. Nobody's talking about Sadiq Bay. Number one player in D.C. He won't get time this year. I don't 
listen. If he does, hey, one of the things I got, I don't think he gets time this year at all. Sorry. There's too many guys. Painter coming back. Like, that's big right there. And all J. Wright was trying to do, getting read Travis, is add depth. Who else he going to have to red shirt? I'm pretty sure he would have read. Listen, he knows, J. Wright knows when, the, when a great coach wins a championship, he looks and puts down their formula. And he, he pins it down. And he says, okay, this is how I won with this. This was good. He looks at what was, okay, shooting percentage was like this. Uh, this many shooters shot three-pointers. Uh, I had a good defense. I had a good defense because I had a 6'10 center. I had a 6'10 center that could shoot threes. Uh, we're good in transition. Uh, we, you know what I mean? Uh, okay, point guard, patient with the ball. Um, hold you know, Everything a coach looks at, uh, okay, I had this guy. I had a big man right here for this big man. Had a, they write it down, and all Jay Wright has done is seen that. It's the reason why he was able to win his second championship. It's the reason why he's continuing to add to their formula. You get a better NBA team. Coaches know. Listen, NBA teams want Jay Wright. They know this is a this is a textbook great coach. He is. You know, you don't see minds like this in college. But Nova Nation, you have been blessed with it. You you don't see. You got John Woodens and the Dolph Rups and. You know, Nick Sabins and you, know, you got all these coaches and you know, Lenny Wilkins. Uh, uh, you want to like listen, um, um, Greg Popovich, Phil Jackson, Don Meyer. You looking at guys and you like who? John Chaney. I mean, you looking at guys and you talking about great minds. And Jay Wright's one of those guys. Man. He just. He's one of the few coaches you turn on the TV and say, I just want to watch how he coaches this game. I just want to watch. I want to see it. Because, you know, coaching is, like, look at, to look at a person, coaching is boring. Like, ah. what they do? They're not dunking, they're not shooting, but just a few coaches you want to say, man, I know this team is good. I want to see what he's going to do. And just happens to be a team that I love. So now it's like a double standard. Sometimes I watch the game and I forget who's on the court. I just want to see the ball move and go in the hoop and who steals the ball. Because Jay Wright is immaculate. Immaculate. Okay. All right, y'all. Um, Nova Nation ready. I just want to sit here and get at nothing recruiting right now at all. Um, just want to talk about the practices been kicking off. Go to VU Sports. Ed Watkins has, he's doing it. He's doing it once again. Talk to um, Joe Cremo and he talked to Phil Booth. Y'all have to go and check that out. Get a feel for how the team is starting to gel with each other. There's going to be more coming, man. Um, Tyler Beard, part one interview. He visited Nova. I got that interview coming soon. Um, and, you know, Jalen Green. Yes, yes. It's the. I mean, I got this news, you know, a minute ago. Listen. Marcus Green is his stepfather, and he was like, listen, the wife wants to move back to the East Coast. And, you know, they, they was very interested in Villanova before Memphis and them even start like, and they still, and, and it's like, they like, yo, they, they, you know what I mean? So it's crazy right now. Nova, as soon as they put their foot in the door and show, make him a priority, and they feel wanted, like, you know what I mean? Because they, they've been like, they've been waiting for Villanova for a minute. That's what's been going on. So wait, just wait, y'all. And um, 
anybody else. I'm just trying to tap on everybody that uh, Quinley's looking good. Antoine's looking good. Looking good, man. I mean, wow. Them two in the backcourt. That 2019 team, y'all got to understand, that's going to be crazy. I don't think Quinley's going nowhere, and I hope he don't. <laughs> you know, I and I think because of this year and how everything goes out, like like I said, um, he could even average ten or eleven points a game this year. Like Quinterly, I think he'll average double figures. No, no question. He's explosive. L- listen to what Phil Booth says about Javon Quinterly, man. You know, go to Eric, go to VUSports.com. Phil Booth tells you how this guy is and what's the difference between him and Brunson. Yeah, I mean, people always want to say, oh, he's he's not better than Brunson. Listen, listen to what Phil Booth says. Okay. And just you you get what you get from that. Okay, um, and once again, 2019, ah, Justin Moore, Eric Dixon, um, ooh, Cole Swire, Brandon Slater. How about that team? Dylan Painter. How about that team? Anybody ready for that team? That team. Dada. Jermaine. Colin, all with that team. Now, that's when the nation's going to have a problem. They're going to have a serious problem. Jay Wright get a hold of all them pieces, and he's not done yet with the 2019 recruit. Phase. One more recruit for sure. Two is not going to, hey, uh, we're going to see what happens if they get back into it with Scotty. They, they clearly want a big man. Things have definitely changed. Um, Scotty wearing shorts. Scotty no wore Kentucky jerseys when Villanova was recruiting him. Okay. <laughs> we don't want to talk Kentucky jersey when he was still going to Florida. Okay. It's crazy. People's crazy, man. But um listen. Um Isaiah Wong committed. Stock rises. Uh go to Stock Rises. Miles Wilmoth, 2023 star article. Stock Riser Predictions. Follow me at Riderly247. Follow me. That's on Twitter. Follow me Instagram. Riderly the Johnson. Out, man.